Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hi, everyone. Brian Davis and Denny Spree here from Spark Rental uh, for our weekly chat with you about all things real estate investing, landlording, financial independence, passive income, you know, ditching your day, day job, all good stuff. So as you join us, let us know where you're tuning in from and um, bring the questions. You know, we, we keep this totally interactive. Uh, this is about you guys. It's not just about us talking at you. So last week, we went over how to tenant proof your rentals to reduce your repair costs as a landlord. Today, we're talking about four alternative ways to get rid of bad tenants other than eviction, uh, which is a question we've been hearing a lot more of in recent uh, months, given the nationwide CDC eviction moratorium. So on that note, Denny, let's jump right in and start talking about the four ways, the four alternatives other than eviction that landlords can, can turn to, to eject some of these violation or these violating tenants. Sure. Just want to say hi, Kristen, and hi, Christina. <laughs> hi, Kristen, and hi, Christina. Um, well, we can you can start clean here and try to non-renew them. So, if their lease is coming up for renewal, just you know, send them the required notice if you have one, and just say we're not renewing you. Um, or if it's a month to month, just give them the required thirty, sixty, whatever you have in your state or on your lease and just non-renew them. Now, unfortunately, if it's somebody who doesn't want to leave, it, that doesn't always work. So then you may have to go resort to some other things, but that is a good first defense or offense. Right. We actually, we have a free non-renewal notice on our, on our software, right? Or have we not added that yet? <laughs> I should probably, I should have known that before we, we launched. This oh, process. I know. I, I will. <laughs> I will make sure everyone, and if it's not there, we will make sure it is there. Yeah, we, we do offer free tenant notices, um, both eviction notices and just regular tenant letters uh, through our landlord software. So, Just be very careful because some states like California, I think New Jersey, they have a little bit of weird things about non-renewals. Um, and then there are other states if they're um, senior citizens or other, other things. So just make sure you know your state laws. Don't just... Uh, send them out a notice right so good. i think in california they they like rebranded non-renewals as like no cause evictions or something um you know which is not an eviction it's a non-renewal of a lease agreement but <laughs> um but yeah th there are a couple states that have like really goofy laws about non-renewals so um, especially um places that have uh rent control that's another one yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, it's worth noting here that it, with the CDC nationwide eviction moratorium, you can still evict tenants, just not for non-payment of rent, uh, at least for certain tenants that meet certain criteria. But you can still evict tenants for other lease violations. Right. So if, if your tenant, if you have a holdover tenant who has refused to leave after you've non-renewed their lease, that you can evict them for um overstaying their lease contract 
uh, as opposed to evicting them for non-payment of rent. So right. uh, that's just an important note right now during the pandemic and during this eviction moratorium. You can still file eviction. It just can't be for non-payment of rent, at least for those tenants who meet the criteria. You know, there, there's an income limit and, and all those sorts of things. And we do, by the way, we have a full breakdown of those criteria and the current state of the eviction moratorium on our website. So I'll just put a link to that there in the comments. Um, the other uh, thing you just want to make sure of too is that um, the eviction moratorium can take a different face in different localities. So just make sure just make sure you know your stuff, like you're keeping up on your lo local laws and whatnot. Well, that's true because some some local jurisdictions and some states have their own eviction moratoriums separate from the, the nationwide CDC one. So also a very good point, Denny. All right, so non-renewing the lease is the first option. Denny, what's the second option for you know saying goodbye to, uh, to bad tenants who are violating the lease? Well, if it's that time, raise the rent. If they're a month-to-month -month tenant, raise it high. As high as you can go that within legal limits. Um, I mean, again, these are, are tactics that you can use, but if you have a tenant that is one of the, um, what do we call them? The really smart ones that oh, professional know their tenants. professional yeah. tenants, yeah, yeah, they yeah. are, um, they're going to know their way around these tactics. So you, you're just going to have to be prepared for it, but at least start here. Definitely start here. Right. So uh, just like with non-renewals, there are some um, state and local regulations in certain markets around the country. Not that many, but there are some that limit how much landlords can raise the rent by each year. Uh, it's usually on a percentage basis. So they'll cap it at like 5% a year or, or thereabouts. Uh, so again, just be aware of your local laws um, You know, before raising the rent 20%, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, but if you do raise the rent on your tenants, it can be a win-win for you, you know, even if the, your tenants are kind of difficult or you know, if, if they are willing to pay you above market rents, you win. If they decide not to renew, you win. <laughs> so <laughs> raising the rent can be a win-win for you as a landlord if the tenants aren't so, so terrible that you want them out at any cost. Right. Um, so number two option is raise the rent on your tenants. All right, Danny, what's number three? Number three has uh, a lot of people either for it or totally against it. And I have <laughs> used it and it worked. So, I mean, it depends on the situation and that is cash for keys. Um, and I'll just tell you a little bit about what I had. And it was in the city and it was at a time. So the city's notorious. Philly is city near me. And it's notoriously <laughs> tough. It's one of those tenant friendly cities. And it's it's tough. It's tough to evict there. It, just to evict regularly, it takes forever. And this was a professional tenant and had a lawyer involved. And Philly has this thing called the um, federal, I don't know, the Philadelphia Housing Association. And they get involved and it's just a mess. And she was using it and she wasn't paying rent. It was like six months already. So um, we finally went in and we offered her cash for keys. And in the long run, what we paid her was less than the ongoing non-paid rent, the ongoing legal fees and everything else. So there are times this will work if you have to get a spreadsheet out and figure it out. But um, truthfully, half, probably more than half, probably 80% of the time, you're not gonna get back this back rent that people owe, right. if that's the case. 
And um, or if they're destroying it, you want to get them out anyway, because you don't want them destroying it more. So I mean, a lot of times this could be a good option. Yeah. So two two rules for success if you're contemplating cash for keys. One, you have to give them a very uh, soon and decisive time limit. So something like you must be out by this Saturday at noon. Uh, so that's rule number one. Rule number two for cash for keys is a condition for them to get it is they must put the unit back. They must hand over the unit in very clean and good condition. You know, the same condition that they were given the property in. Otherwise, the deal is off. So, you know, those are the two stipulations that you should make if you're considering cash for keys. It has to be a very soon and, and sharp time limit. And the unit must be handed back to you sparkling clean and in excellent condition. Right. Otherwise, and you, you want to go, but like give them, give them this cash or wh however you're going to give it to them. Don't, don't do this like um, automated or anything like that. This should be a hand to hand off and you should be looking at the like property. Like a briefcase full of money? Like <laughs> <laughs> you go there like we do. <laughs> <laughs> and Christina says, you know, make, make them meet Uncle Tony Capici. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send no, in your, but you your definitely want to like look and make sure all their stuff is out and everything else. Because if you um, are not there and you happen to, you know, automate, you know, send the money through virtual ways, you're not going to know. So make sure that you're handing it to them in person. Right. You want to go and, and physically inspect the unit yourself and make sure that they are handing it back over to you in excellent condition. Right. All right. Last but not least, number four, fourth way to get rid of bad tenants other than eviction. What do we have, Danny? Well, if they're a bad tenant, they're probably doing some bad things. So, <laughs> <laughs> so look and see if you can prove some criminal behavior and see if you can get them out that way. Um, now you got to be very careful if you're using some of these tactics, this one as well, because again, you got to be careful you're not harassing them because then that's going to come back and bite you in the butt. So, um, but obviously if you're, if you're getting like complaints that there are, you know, wild parties or gambling or something like that, it, it would be easier to do it, but you don't want to be like, you know, sneaking into their apartments, be very careful of that. And um, just, yeah, make sure that if you're going to try this to do it very carefully. But again, it's not that hard to find out if, I mean, look, some of us, all of us eventually walk across a crooked line. So it's not that hard <laughs> to find out these things, but be careful how you go about it. Yeah. So to add on Denny's point there, um, you do have to give uh, advance written notice to enter the unit. Um, how much notice depends on your, your state, uh, but it's usually 24 or 48 hours advance written notice before you can enter the unit, uh, unless it's an emergency. So if if you can't, if there is a legitimate emergency that you can use as a pretext to enter the apartment without giving advance written notice, then great, but just be aware of, of that rule. Um, and, so to tie this back all together, some states allow expedited evictions mm -hmm. if if the tenant is engaging in criminal activity. So or if and prove, if it's um, a danger to themselves, some or not to, to or somebody others. else or yeah, the property the in some states. Yeah, yeah. So 
some states do allow expedited evictions if you can prove criminal behavior or that the tenant is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is an option if if your tenant is uh, engaging in criminal activity or is dangerous and you can prove it because mm -hmm. you know your your word alone that this is a bad person is, is not going to sway a judge. You're going to have to show up in court with some kind of evidence. So something to keep in mind. Um, Denny, any any thoughts real quick about what happens if your tenant goes to jail? I mean, do you do you have to go through the whole eviction process? You uh, do. And then what do you do with all their belongings that are left in the property? Like, Whatever your state mandates. Um, <laughs> I actually had this happen twice, and and you, I didn't even know for the until we didn't get the rent, and it happened to be somebody who actually paid rent for a while, and then um, I finally figured it out, and then his family contacted me, but um, you can't they are it doesn't matter whether they have been picked up and are in jail or anything else you still have to go through the letter of the law you still have to wait the certain period of time you have to evict them unless family members or somebody is there that you can work it out with or he contacts you from behind bars mm -hmm. um <laughs> and then the other thing is if they aren't paying rent and you ha you get possession or whatnot, you still have to hold their stuff according to your state laws. Like, Oh, we lost Denny there. Um, uh, so hopefully she'll be back in a moment. But uh, to Denny's point, there are some states and municipalities that do require landlords to uh, store at their own expense tenants' personal belongings that have been left in the property. Uh, it's not fair. It's not right. But it's the law and we all have to follow it. Um, and one final thought there is that if your tenants go to jail, that does not mean that the property has been considered legally abandoned. It doesn't. So to her point, you still have to file eviction and go through that process, although it's sometimes an expedited uh, eviction process. Um, and Denny has rejoined us. So welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to recap the four alternatives to eviction to get rid of bad tenants, one, you can non-renew their lease if it's up for renewal or if they're on a month-to-month -month lease. Uh, two, you can raise the rent uh, above market rates. Again, if their lease is up for renewal or if they're on a month-to-month -month lease. Uh, number three, you can offer cash for keys. But if you do that, make sure that you put a, a very short time limit on it and you must make sure that they deliver the unit back to you sparkling clean and in the same condition in which they moved in. And number four, if you can prove criminal behavior or if you can prove that the tenant is a danger to the neighbors uh, or someone else in the vicinity, then sometimes you can have an expedited eviction um, and evictions are still allowed even during the moratorium for criminal behavior or other lease violations beside non-payment of rent. Uh, we've got a comment here, uh, Sean Hundley, it says, hey there, I'm Sean from Logansville, Georgia. Uh, always open to networking and possible JV partnerships. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is the place for networking. Uh, and check out our um, our Facebook group, the Landlords and Property Managers, uh, as well. Uh, all right, Denny, anything else you want to add before we uh, before we wrap this up and call it an episode? No, just sorry I pooped out there for a minute, but no, just <laughs> again make sure that all of these tactics that you're using is within the limits of the law because a landlord getting in trouble for some of these things can be worse than if you just waited it out with the tenant. Right, and uh, one other thought, your lease should have an explicit clause in it that 
um, makes it a, a violation for any criminal activity to happen yes. uh, in or around the lease premises. So uh, your lease agreement must have that clause or, or should have that clause. Um, ours does, we have state-specific state leases for every single state, uh, which I added a link to, uh, but whatever lease you use, just make sure that it has an explicit clause uh, banning all criminal activity anywhere near the lease premises, not just indoors or inside the unit, but around the entire property. Right. Um, all right, on that note, we're gonna call it a day. So uh, as always, let us know what you'd like to hear about next week. Uh, this is all about you guys. Actually, no, we have a, we have a guest coming on next week. We've got Rick Orford yes. uh, from the Financially Independent Millennial coming on next week to talk about reaching financial independence young. Uh, so, but <laughs> uh, broader point, let us know what topics you want us to cover um, because we do, uh, listen, and this this topic today actually was uh, Tim Dooley's idea. He, it was his question that he asked. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to uh, to talk it over because this is something we hear a lot from landlords right now, how to get rid of bad tenants despite the eviction moratorium. And so thanks, let us know Tim. what you want to hear. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And have a great week, you guys. See you later. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.